party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Russell Collins for the final installment of our ongoing Project Wingspan playtest. An episode which I have affectionately titled Project Wingspan Wars End. I'm pretty excited about this if you can't tell. Briefly before we dive in, a special Patreon thank you to our news backer, Russell. Thanks, Russell. That that really means a lot. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And now, without any further ado, let's throw it over to me in the past, so he can get started with the end of things. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down once again with Russell Collins. Russell, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Oh, it's always fun. So, uh, previously on the Project Wingspan saga, uh, we had an eventful uh, episode. (laughs) Operation Backstab was a tremendous success. Mm. Uh, Operation, sorry. Operation Hammerfall was a tremendous success. Mm-hmm. Um, we really powered, we, we hammered into their defenses. We, <laughs> the invention was uh, uh, nothing short of triumphant. Oh, definitely. And uh, also triumphant was the war on the home front. Um, I'm coming out of our previous session with a full on, with full seven, uh, seven joy. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. wiped my, what pain away and Klaus is feeling pretty good. He had... An emotional moment with Hannah. Mm-hmm. They have taken mm-hmm. in uh, Gene Wassler's uh, daughter Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have been going very well. He he stood up to uh, prior Paul Dumont, mm-hmm. and they had uh, quite the showdown. And oh, I definitely I yes. expect things will continue to bu- to continue to come to a head this time. And mm-hmm. he was called into action, feeling for the first time pretty excited, and pretty hopeful for the future, and pretty hopeful. In his ability to be human after Project Wingspan. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because, I mean, the world is still kind of an angry place. I mean, you know, you were able to get into that showdown with uh, Paul Dumont and uh, get Gene away from him before he could form a lynch mob or whatever. But remember, this guy also was able to get the peace movement people to, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to to pack it in and leave, leave his town. So... Yeah, uh, it's still a little dicey out there. Uh, I don't want to, you know, pour too much rain over the parade. But, uh, yeah, but you're, you're looking good uh, um, as far as mood and, and, and power and, uh, you know, and all that. So, yeah, why don't we, uh, we get into this, this new operation, uh, Operation Portcullis. Operation Portcullis. All right. So, um, so Berza has shipped you out um, and brought you out uh, to, uh, you know, to... Um, uh, transport vehicle, which you board and starts rumbling down the roads, uh, driving over the hillside and down through the valleys. Uh, normally, they helicopter you out to places. You're kind of wondering what what this is all about. Like, is this some sort of cutback or something like that? But it just seems it seems like a long ride. Burze is along for most of it. Um, you know, he, he's he's um, flipping through newspapers and starts sharing uh, you know sharing them with you and and going down to different columns of this that the other thing. Uh, eventually, even he seems a little annoyed by how long uh, the transport's going to take so he starts you know shouting to the driver about like what's what's the hold up here what's going on and the, the driver replies to him saying that uh, <clears throat> well we've had some new orders so we have to delay the operation by a few hours uh, it was decided we didn't need to helicopter you out because of that so it'll just be a while and they keep on rolling along uh, most of the day passes in that fashion with Burza getting progressively more and more irritated by this uh, this treatment um, until finally you arrive at um, one of the military airfields where you know there are a bunch of people sort of uh, 
uh, lackadaisically greeting mm -hmm. you, you know, bringing mm -hmm. you along and all that, uh, uh, and, you know, as they um, move you over to one of the, the helicopters to fly you out to wherever it is you're really intended to be going, you can sort of pick up, there's this, this air around there, this sort of, like, relaxed air, uh, and then you see the most recent uh, transmissions have started to come through and circulate and handbills are passing out that uh, it's believed that Asturia is on the verge of agreeing to an armistice. Oh, yeah. wow. So people are starting to get a little relaxed. It's like, That's oh, okay. incredible. That's unbelievable. I'm... Dang. Mm-hmm. It's all I the it's almost unnerving the way that they're treating me right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost unnerving to not be sort of the center of attention, the mm -hmm. sort of hushed, you know, lab experiment. To be treated sort of this this lackadaisical feel is mm -hmm. maybe more unnerving than the cloak and dagger stuff that I've been kind of <laughs> surrounded with in the past. I I, I was I, I had started to get used to that, and now there's a, a little bit more energy around and i'm not entirely it's it's sort of for as good as i was feeling coming into this and mm -hmm. for as, as joyous as i was and for all the energy that i felt back mm -hmm. home in idol now i'm a little bit on edge it, it sort of started to eat at me just a little bit it's been a long time since those you know your, your days back as a, as a young recruit and hurry up and wait was the, mm -hmm. uh, the mantra so now it is it is a little uh, yeah as you say it's different um, they do eventually get you loaded onto the helicopter and flown out to um, to a, a scrapyard. Um, for much you can piece together, you are heading toward the Hansen Front. And you haven't had to pay a lot of attention to the, the Hansen forces in a long time. It might be because the Asturians are sort of on the, the verge of this armistice that, you know, that they're no longer a threat. Uh, the last time you had to contend with the Hansens was when they uh, began trying to push in from the southern ports and you had to deal with the, uh, you know, their lander craft and, uh, you know, all of their uh, their battleships and so on out, out on, the, on the bay. Um, so you haven't really had <clears throat> much direct conflict with them since then. Uh, it's kind of interesting to hear how the war has shifted. I mean, once you do arrive at the airfield, there's the, uh, at the scrapyard, there is the usual, um, you know, regular air of, of tension, you know, and, and, and nervousness and um, it's sort of um, aggressive energy, you know, as, as they begin uh, prepping you for launch. And uh, they give you the little earpiece to plug in so you can hear, uh, you know, some commands coming in. And the voice that you hear, you immediately recognize from the transistor broadcasts and all that kind of thing. It's General Fontaine. Okay. Uh, speaking directly to the command team of this operation, this is perhaps... Uh, Perhaps the, the fight that will lead to the end of this conflict. So I want you all to know that I am personally um, overseeing this operation and, and I'm, you know, hoping for all of you to do your best in the service of your nation. After he finishes his, his quick address, you know, they then begin to give you the, uh, the lowdown uh, of the operation. So what's happening is the Hansens are making a sort of a desperate push. Um... Originally, when uh, the Hansen military declared their, you know, war against Morovia, there were some towns in the mountainside that, that broke away. They kind of defected to the Hansen side because they, these were places that had been historically um, Hansen, but were sort of taken over by Morovia in the previous war. You know, they were they were absorbed into the Morovian nation, but had been uh, ethnically Hansen. And so when the, um, you know. When the Hansens wanted to advance in, these towns gave themselves over to mm -hmm. that. Now, since that time, those towns have been retaken, pushing the Hansens out of the mountain ranges. 
But now, in this sort of uh, um, desperation act, they're trying to reclaim that land because those are still good, strong, strategic places. If they can get themselves up into those hills, then maybe they can form, you know, back up a, a, a kind of fighting force that they could take towards uh, some of the larger cities of Morovia. So, rather than allow the, you know, that risk, they're going to be dispatching you to deal with this, uh, this you know, push in Operation Portcullis. As, um, you know, as um, uh, the general explains it, this is the chance to, to shut them down, to slam the gates down and uh, prevent any future advance by them. We know we'll bottle them up here, send them packing, and the war will be over. I mean, if all, I mean, best case scenario, if this... If succeeding here can end it, then let's, by God, let's end it. <laughs> okay. So, um, they give you your activation injector, and they all stand back away from you as you uh, dose yourself and mm -hmm. begin your transformation into the machine. So, you've still got a machine rating of four, so we're going to pick four yes. upgrades to tick off. Uh, mm -hmm. We are going to go with uh, fit and mm -hmm. focused. Okay. And... Um, I think intellectual mm -hmm. and strong. Intellectual and strong. Okay. Actually, um, I'm going to go with observant and strong. Observant and strong. Yeah. Okay. This is all, yeah, the, the, the sort of the more direct combat uh, yeah. approach. Mm -hmm. I think that, because I think what happens as I, as I change this time is mm -hmm. uh, I am markedly, uh, markedly more aggressive looking than I've ever looked before. Mm. If this is, if this is the chance to end it, mm. then, like, I come out, like, I, like, it almost immediately, the, the shoulder cannon that we've seen a few times before mm -hmm. comes, but it's, like, bigger, and it, like, looks mm -hmm. like it should be weighing down my shoulder a little <laughs> bit, and maybe it does for a moment, and it takes me kind of a half a second to the, even I'm surprised at, like, the weight that's suddenly there, <laughs> and... You know, I've got the 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 Hellboy gloves of doom back on. Oh yeah, yeah. And like it is, the wings are my wings are the wings of a bomber jet with like tiny missiles underneath. Mm -hmm. I am every bit a a a walking artillery station. I'm picturing the actual armor parts almost almost Warhammer 40k like Space Marine, where it's just. <laughs> bulky for almost just the sake of bulk and i'm like mm -hmm. <sighs> let's end this okay okay yeah you launch into the air scattering chunks of debris behind you and uh sail off towards the um toward the front now the um the it's, battle hmm? and it's probably it's it's not uh, a visual note is it's not you know, previously there have been maybe two jets or jets under the wings. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing one, like, like rocketeer style, just one massive <laughs> bomb-looking jet that just, foo, like, <laughs> sends me soaring into the sky, you know, knocking things left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay. So the uh, battlefield you're heading toward um, is uh, sort of a mountain pass. Uh, it's formerly one of the major... Um, throughways into and out of Morovia. Uh, control over this space has passed back and forth, so there are all kinds of crushed barricades on either side, and a lot of the pavement has been destroyed and ripped up over time, but there's still, you know, this broad uh, expanse of open, flat land there that, you know, between um, some, uh, <clears throat> you know, some mountainsides that have been sheared away to create that uh, open, 
open space there. Um, the enemy forces um, consist of uh, an armor column, you know, sort of the, the, the tank, the remaining tanks of the Hansen forces, but they're also uh, being escorted by some advancing aircraft, which include bombers that uh, could do some serious damage to the uh, pillboxes and defensive structures that are up in the hills on the uh, Morovian side. They have their own armor columns and so on, but they're setting up behind barricades to try and just hold people at bay there, you know, throw their shells uh, uh, across the border toward the uh, advancing troops to, to hold the line, as, um, as General uh, Fontaine has, has described it. Um, so, the uh, first concerns to you are, well, let's see, so there's the advancing aircraft, the bombers, but then there is also the armor column moving in. Your two missions, basically, are to deal with that aircraft uh, and also to you know, repel the tanks, to uh, neutralize their advance. The um, power level, I've set at 50 for this battle, so that's your, you know, your starting energy to get you through this. Um, remember, every time you roll dice, that's going to mm -hmm. tick away a little bit of the power. Mm -hmm. um, enemies' uh, difficulty numbers are based on their own number. It's modified by the general mood of the world, mm -hmm. but then also by buffs, which are extra abilities that they have. You can counteract those buffs by bringing in sort of a side mm -hmm. action with an additional skill that will let you debuff in order to chip away at those extras that they have. Um, so where is your where is your first objective? Which um, which mission do you want to look look toward first? I think if I'm in the air, mm -hmm. if I'm in the air, then I've got to take out the aircraft. It is just going to be a straightforward like I, I think. I see the aircraft, and I am just unwavering, just a, a one long straight line as I, like, move, you know, move in on these aircraft until I'm kind of within machine gun distance, and <laughs> then I start, like, ducking and weaving. Okay. And, like, there's 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 almost a stillness, mm -hmm. you know, there's a stillness before, we, before I meet with the bombers where, like, I breathe, and, like, my head sinks, and the machine, and I feel that kind of, like bump as the machine takes over and <laughs> i'm like no okay let's take care of this one last time mm -hmm. i have to say that sort of joyous feeling that you've had has become sort of a, a, a warm pleasant sensation since you've transformed mm -hmm. because you are basically uh, uh giving the machine what it wants mm -hmm. you know so th there's no internal struggle there's there's no fight over this there's just this this uh comfort with what's with what's coming yeah um, so as you uh, approach on the bombers um they're flying a little slow you notice mm -hmm. and uh, you realize it's because they have some smaller helicopters that are providing them with uh, a bit of cover and as you come close those helicopters uh, peel away from the bombers and move to intercept you um you know they're, they're not the the fast flyers that the bombers could be um, but as they peel away to come towards you, you see the bombers start to pick up speed and uh, head more directly towards their targets. So they've seen you, and they want to deal with you as quick as they can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, you could go for the helicopters, you could try and blaze past them and just head straight for the bombers. Uh, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the choice is yours. Um, I think, I think I'm going to dispatch the helicopters first and mm -hmm. then move in on the bombers. Uh... You know, I, I I don't want them. I don't want them still flying around because if because if they're even if they're not protecting the bombers, they can protect the tanks. They are going to make my job as difficult as possible. So I think the 
the bomber wings, like the the missiles underneath, you know, detach mm-hmm. and just start like hurtling towards them in every single direction. Okay. So the difficulty that you're dealing with for the helicopters, they are, um, you know, a lighter aircraft vehicle, but uh, because of the uh, advantages that they have, the difficulty to deal with them is actually a 10. Um, they're very fast, very light, maneuverable, smaller vehicles. But if you can sort of counteract their fast speed, you can debuff that and it'll knock them down to a 7. Um, it sounds to me like the action you're trying to take is observant because you're okay. firing missiles on people, right? Does mm-hmm. that, that sound right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's focused observant. Um, if you want to try and pull in a, a side action, then you can, um, you know, debuff that, reduce the difficulty, but it'll cost you more power to do it. Uh, I think I'm just going to punch through it straight. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like the missiles themselves should should dispatch them without necessarily a lot of extra. Mm-hmm. I'm almost. I think I'm almost distracted. I think it's not even necessarily so much that I'm consciously like weighing pros and cons, and I'm just like. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave me alone. This is not the time. All right. So, so we're, we're looking at five dice. Yeah, your focused pool, yes, is five dice. And I'm going to add five to that for my observant. Okay. High roll uh, is... Three. I got three threes. Oh, yeah, three threes. So that's, that's five. five. Plus five, five is ten. Ten. Right Perfect. on Right on target. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, the, the scatter of missiles, the... Uh, um, seems random at first, almost, in a way. Mm-hmm. There's just a cloud of... of Rockets flying out mm-hmm. in all directions from you, but then you know they each steer, they each pick out a target, and they converge perfectly to smack each of the uh, the helicopters out of the sky. You know, and, and in uh, mm-hmm. you know chunks of uh, broken metal and uh, flaming debris uh, rain down from where they just you know s- you know uh, 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 swat each one down. Mm-hmm. It's just you and the bombers now. Yeah, and like I said, I don't even think I don't even think I'm watching the missiles as they converge. I think it is just. It's like you said, there's the, there's a serenity where it's just second nature. And I'm like, of course, of course missiles drop. Mm-hmm. Of course they've dispatched the helicopters. Yep. My mission is the is the bombers. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to also point out that that only cost you three energy because yep. the high roll was a yep, three. Yep. So it was a very efficient way yep, <laughs> to get I that let, done. <laughs> I let the machine do its job. Yep, yep. And it's so, quite happy. The bomber's going to be a little trickier. Um, they've actually begun to um, uh, uh, spray clouds of smoke that, uh, you know, sort of form a bit of a, a smoke screen in the air around them and below them. Uh, it doesn't really help us sort of like they're the, the head of that, but um, it's also a way to disguise the fact that they're uh, machine gunners, um, you know, on the little machine gun nests uh, or machine gun uh, uh, turrets all along the sides of the bombers are there to try and intercept you. Uh, so they're more difficult to deal with. They're eight... Uh, they are twelve difficulty okay. right now because of their because of their two buffs uh, from the smoke and the machine guns. So I think I am. In a, I think I, I think what happens is I uh, they let out the smoke screen and mm-hmm. I'm still just you know dead focused mm-hmm. and from like from behind my ears visors kind of like form around my eyes and my eyes get like and I start like seeing the outlines of the not even so much the bombers i think i see the thermal outlines of the people on the bombers as i'm like locking on with them Mm -hmm. predator style (laughs) and i'm you know focusing in on them i see them turn the machine guns on me Mm -hmm. and i you know i i kind of like just lean i trust the machine Mm -hmm. i i fall back a bit and it carries me 
in between the two different in between the different bombers so mm-hmm. that the machine guns end up opening fire <laughs> on each other. Ooh, wow. Okay. Akbar slash. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we what do what do we uh, uh, let's see? So we're, in a way, we're trying to outmaneuver them. Huh? Yeah, and I think that I think the thing that the the end goal is just to punch just a straight punch through the the like and hmm. is to get in close and just punch through them. Okay, so dismantle you, them by hand. So are you trying to uh, uh, debuff? The uh, smoke with the, uh, the the visor, or debuff the uh, machine guns by putting yourself where they would end up hitting each other, and then uh, then make your your just straight up yeah, smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. yeah, I think I'm I'm trying to observant away the uh, mm-hmm. the the smoke screens, right, and then deft away the uh, deft away the machine gunners, so I can just be left leave, leave mm-hmm. one big okay. walloping punch as I start to punch like tear through them by hand. Yeah, well, that that sounds good to me. I mean, yeah, you're basically able to strip the difficulty down to seven by doing that, by counteracting both effects. So now it's, yeah, now it's just up the strong. Now it's just smashing your way through the, uh, through the uh, armored skin of the bombers. And that is, again, five dice plus five. Okay. That is a six. Mm. Uh, so five, uh, six plus five is 11. Um, I, do I want to spend four joy to buy this down to a seven? I think I'm going to. Okay. I think that's... I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna buy that down to. I think I'm gonna buy that down to a pass. Okay. It's a big spend, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You buy, bought it down to a pass. So, you've. Uh, <laughs> I think what you've done here is basically you've started to smash and tear up mm-hmm. one of the bombers, and then you, you you realize that at the range they're at, and you know your your career of uh, of uh, uh, aircraft piloting, you know their bombs are probably armed by now because they're getting ready to deploy. Mm-hmm. If you if you <laughs> start smashing through into the uh, you know in, into the, the actual uh, bomb storage, the whole th- all of the, the payloads are going to go off. So instead, you smash up the engines, uh, and the, the you know the, the bomber starts to to lose um, uh, height. And then you you know grab and tear at one of the wings, and it loses its ability to steer and starts to drift off to one side. Um, at which point it crashes against the other bomber, forcing it in the same direction. So the two of them are now uh, um, you know um, you know slowly descending uh, on mm-hmm. you know on, on failing engines off to uh, uh, to you know away from you, like to the left of the battlefield, just drifting down, uh, unable to. Pull away from it, and you see crewmen start grabbing parachutes and, mm-hmm. and leaping out of the uh, out of the uh, you know the, the, the hatchway. And I think as I'm as I'm as thing. I'm exiting, I de- mm-hmm. I I basically I grab. I see them scrambling for their parachutes, and I I like I initially just look at them, and I'm about to fly off. But then like that voice in my head's like it's over. Like it could be over. Mm-hmm. This could be it. Mm-hmm. And so I end up reaching up and tearing like half of one of the the walls of mm-hmm. the plane mm-hmm. and basically open air exposing it as mm-hmm. they're scrambling for parachutes so as mm-hmm. i fly off there's just this large empty space for them to like leap out for with their parachutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i fly off and i'm like did i need to do that yes yes you are not i am not the machine i will not be the machine after doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I, and I fly off. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because that would have played in toward your hope, I think. But you didn't win. Yeah. You matched. So. Yeah. So that 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 stays where it is. It, it's spent. That's that's okay. 
Uh, I mean, the alternative was, you know, doing some 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 more nasty damage. Yeah. Uh, but some nasty damage does happen to a hillside, which thankfully doesn't seem to have anybody on it, because as you turn back around to the tanks, the, the you know, bombers do mm-hmm. touch down, and... Yeah, the primed bombs in the one do all go off in this tremendous uh, uh, just ripple of thunder uh, as bomb after bomb after bomb uh, just just triggers in quick succession and mm-hmm. you know chunks of plane come flying into the air. The, the you know the, your your eyes sort of um, uh, darken out the explosions just mm-hmm. for a fraction of a second automatically. Yeah. So the machine makes sure you aren't blinded by that kind of thing. But you know then there's just this this wash of heat from those. Uh, uh, those explosions that surges across the battlefield that you can pick up on with sort of a perfect minute clarity. And I feel I feel the equilibrium in my ears like th- throw me back a little bit and mm-hmm. it fe- and like it's one of those moments where it's almost uh you know when you get jolted out of a dream and you dream because you feel like you're falling. Mm-hmm. I get that where I feel like I'm gonna get thrown back from the explosion, but the machine keeps me perfectly like feet planted, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, this has never stopped being weird. Never, <laughs> ever has this stopped being weird. Now, uh, uh, interesting contrast. After the previous action only costing you three, this one cost you about the maximum that can cause. Mm-hmm. That was 11 uh, uh, points of power to pull off the, all of that stuff mm-hmm. of, you know, conjuring the visor, you know, deftly maneuvering yourself with, like, perfect control, and then, you know, physically punching down to uh, two bombers. So. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, is uh, uh, where we are with that. We're not at the halfway mark yet, but uh, that w- that was a costly, costly bit of a bit of work. Worth it. Yep. Yep. So the armor column uh, of the enemy. Uh, this is a little more uh, complicated to deal with. Um, there are um, different squads of tanks of varying uh, degrees of uh, 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 rating, uh, and also repair. From what you can see down below, like it looks like some of these things have a couple of them look fresh off the assembly line, and others look like they've been you know stuck back together with uh, with tape and bailing wire. Um, you know they're basically pouring everything that they have into the into this column here. Uh, the lighter tanks um, are mostly uh, all-terrain vehicles that are like running by the sides of the road, but going up the the, the center um, are um, a group of medium tanks. But at the front of them is uh, an Asturian. Uh, tank. It's an Asturian crawler, uh, which is you know a big, long, mm-hmm. low to the ground machine. It's about the size of you know four of these these main battle tanks. Uh, but this thing is plowing through barricades. It has this gigantic like uh, um, ram, well, kind of like the the wedge at the front of uh, of a huge snowplow or a uh, you know or a train that is uh, just you know knocking aside the the barricade materials um, and you know shredding up the uh, uh, the pavement in front of it. But it doesn't seem to matter at all. You know, the, the back of it is covered in just rows and rows of armor plates, and shots from the uh, from the Morovian side are smacking and it, banging off of it. And it looks that like most of that is just really denting this thing. Uh, and you know, the, the other he- uh, other heavy tanks are following behind it and you know launching their shells over the the back of this this thing that is kind of like their battering ram cruising up the uh, up the uh, uh, street into the pass. So what uh, <laughs> I think I've presented to you what is probably the most attractive, but also it the is. most difficult target. It is. It is. <clears throat> uh, I think. I think I I stand there for a second, and the machine presents me with a number of tactically viable options. It's like, well, if we if we merely like, if we if we target it so that we can knock it off balance, it'll fall. We can we can tip it over, mm-hmm. or we can or we can you know do this. We can we can just shoot through it. We can try to take out the people inside. Mm-hmm. And I stand there for a moment and I look 
at my hands and I'm like, if this is the last time that I get to be the super soldier, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a little fun with it. And I run <laughs> and jet boots fire as I fly into the air and I just try to meet it head on with one big calamitous punch right in the uh, <laughs> right in the uh, the cattle pusher. Okay. Now, that is probably the heaviest of its titanium-reinforced plating, which gives it a, a, a buff there. Mm-hmm. It does also have some point-defense weapons. So as you're coming towards it, you know, there are little turrets that open up and begin, you know, spraying, uh, um, spraying gunfire at you. Also, though, this uh, seems to be the lead vehicle. And similar to, as you saw, the, uh, you know, the, the commander of the Asturians had his sort of personal family insignia painted on the, uh, the side of it. As you get mm-hmm. close, you can see there is an insignia on this one uh, as well. It must be some important Hansen family because the crest uh, has that sort of uh, green and black design that's on the, uh, the Hansen flag with mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the sort of like gold crown shape. So that shows that this is... Some important member of their military or someone from one of their um, aristocratic families is piloting this one. So that means this thing gets a total of three buffs. So that means it's got a buff. Of, it's got six buffs on top of its eight difficulty. This is 14. This thing is the high end of, okay. uh, of what they have to offer. I mean, this is, you know, as... Uh, Exciting as those huge weapon platforms mm-hmm. were on the Asturian side, this seems to be the best the Hansons have been mm-hmm. able to cook up to match that. They've taken this Asturian crawler, and they have heavily converted it into being their ultimate weapon. So uh, I think what happens is I, I take the jump, mm-hmm. and from the first thing that happens is from the wings, the those missiles have replaced themselves mm-hmm. with a sort of magnetic, like crawler missiles basically Mm -hmm. they they and my wings sort of i feel them shift and like my shoulder blades pull me back before i rear up for the punch Mm -hmm. and i fear i feel my wings sort of turn into just large platforms with dozens of these little like Mm -hmm. metal balls on them and they all fire off at once Mm -hmm. land sprout spider legs and start crawling around to try to attach themselves to the turrets (laughs) uh the second thing that happens is uh that big shoulder cannon that forms big (laughs) artillery cannon yep opens up a little bit and changes into uh and sort of like opens up and expands and becomes that that big sonic cannon again. Mm-hmm. So that as I'm coming down for a punch, I just let out one. You know, it it fires off this horrific boom <laughs> that like to not to try and knock off all of the the support like the support tanks, mm-hmm. keep them off balance as I'm coming into just. For the, to just punch through this metal plating. I will not try to debuff the metal plating. <laughs> I kind of yep. want to prove that I'm... That I kind of want to live this moment as the big, mighty super soldier that I am. I okay. want this one big oh, yeah. hero yeah. moment. Good, good. Well, yeah, that sound will uh, uh, basically deafen the crew to the point that uh, they're not going to be able to do nearly as much to help you. And yes, the, the scatter mines uh, crawl around and begin uh, dismantling and with the, uh, uh, the point defense guns with you know, their, their small clusters of explosions. Meaning, yeah, it's just up to you, the gigantic fist uh, uh, surging toward the, um, 
toward the <laughs> plow blade, which now has a, a challenge of 11. All right. And that's going to be fit plus strong, so that's five mm -hmm. dice plus five. Yep. Uh, that is two fives, which is an 11. Oh, dead on again. Dead on. <laughs> I, I know. I've learned... Clean! <laughs> I've learned my capabilities, especially after last time when, when I, I went over dramatically. I've learned which buffs to keep and which ones to, mm -hmm. to let stand. Gotcha, gotcha, yes. So, yeah, as I said, just cleanly. You hit the thing mm -hmm. right at the, the center of the, of, the, uh, um, of, the, um, you know, of that plow, and for a second, you feel the, the whole tank that you're mm -hmm. pushing against just, just like slow. Mm -hmm. You know, almost as if it's hit something solid, and then there's there's this weird metallic shrieking sound as uh, your fist begins to punch through that uh, uh, plow. It bends and curves and snaps into two halves as you, you know, finish the punch in sort of an, an uppercut that tears off uh, mm -hmm. the front plating of the tank and actually rips away the hydraulics that were holding that thing in place there those two chunks then you know fall to either side of the uh, of the tank which hit you know which means they fall under its own treads mm -hmm. which ramps it up slightly into the air before it tips over to one side and and slams onto the pavement with its you know with its treads just spinning madly on one side you know kicking up uh, a, a huge chunks of of pavement this this gigantic oversized machine on the verge of, of toppling uh, uh as you know the the crew the deafened crew scramble trying to figure out how to regain control of this you know monster that they they've uh, uh, uh <laughs> you know that they've lost uh the reins mm -hmm. to to uh to steer and the tank columns behind you know just starts slamming on their brakes as well and screeching to try and get out of the way of this you know this this thing that has basically become a roadblock to them now and the uh, you know the other uh, uh lighter tanks nimbly get around it and trying to continue their their push but uh but they've lost uh, the big gun. So that was, let's see. That was five, five. two debuffs. Two so. debuffs. So that's eight power for that, which takes us down to 28. And that's going to be punching the tank. Taking better notes of what happens with each with the action now so I can get the play-by-play -play when I uh, do my notes on review. Okay, cool. So there we have it. Um... Yes, we're still not even at half power. Um, that's the crawler dealt with. Uh, the light tanks are still trying to do uh, uh, their thing. The medium tanks are trying to regain um, control over this whole thing. Uh, but uh, um, already on the Morovian side, you're hearing cheers going up that are even being picked up over the, uh, you know, over the uh, communications links and all that. They open up another, you know, tremendous volley of fire that shoots over your head and begins to smash down on that rear column of tanks. Now that they are stalled out trying to figure out how to get away they're in perfect range to be to be hit uh, but the lighter ones are still trying to push their way through all right i think what happens is i've got these two big these two big flat wings that mm -hmm. are now empty because all of the the spider mines have deployed mm -hmm. and i'm standing there and I'm, I'm struggling to stand because it's like even with the machine <laughs> like it is an unwieldy feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is and suddenly like my body feels pulled to the left and then <laughs> jerk back to the right. Mm -hmm. And it happens three or two or three more times and I try to get a look and I can't quite see over my shoulders. Mm. And then I see one of them over my shoulders and I see, I'm like, oh, 
oh no, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, those big flat panels mm-hmm. along with the the big the, along with the the sonic cannon have just turned into, I'm gonna say six. Uh, we'll say eight. I think full, <laughs> go full go full weird spider with it. Yeah, of eight like smaller turret cannons that mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, okay, and uh, they they start to like focus in to just start like popping shots at light tanks okay one after another after another and i'm kind of just standing there as they kind of like mm-hmm. jerk me in one direction and in another okay the challenge to just hit these things head on is a 10 uh because they have their all-terrain mm-hmm. you know wheels which let them uh, uh move off the the rough pavement and they also have uh cannons armed with flechette rounds which you know they they turn to you and try to 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 hammer at you with that. I mean, their aim doesn't have to be nearly as good in order to hit you with, uh, you know, with, with these basically uh, uh, shotgun clusters of, of uh, you know, of tank fire. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a straight-up 10 to uh, 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 hit them head-on. If you want to try and debuff one or two of those options, you can, you can um, loop in another skill. I think I'm going to go for the 10. I think I'm just going to stand there and mm-hmm. let the machine pop pop shots that feels like the right thing okay so that's an observant action yep focused and observant that's five dice plus five Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, that is a high roll of four Four so that makes nine Nine. and then i'll spend that last joy for to tie that at ten okay uh yeah cannons light off one after the other just Mm -hmm. in this sort of like you know uh uh coordinated volley uh, you know and each Shell uh, spins down and smashes into one of these uh, smaller tanks, punching holes in them, causing them to spin out and crash um, off the uh, off the the you know off the road, uh, uh, tipping over to one side. Um, as the the volley ends, you see one last tank speeding up the uh, up the hill away from you, just at a at a, at a dead tilt, until uh, the machine just. Um, shifts its weight slightly and a mm-hmm. last shell fires out of one of the guns and uh, just squarely smacks down on the top of the turret of this one tank and it it stops as if you know as if someone has stepped mm-hmm. down on it from above it stops dead where it is and you know starts to uh starts to smoke and smolder that is the end of the light tanks so far so good we've got We've got a few things left in this, though, because there are still some of those medium tanks that are managed to pull themselves back together. A couple of them have basically just piled up um, because of having to stop, you know, behind the uh, behind the crawler. Uh, but a few of the others are still trying to mount some sort of resistance, and they're trying to focus their efforts on you. They're wheeling around, trying to get their 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 cannons uh, pointed toward you. The uh, 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 the first few shots um, go wide from you, but they're using um, uh, uh, new high explosive rounds, so they they you know immediately light off um, all of the uh, uh, you know the pavement behind you and uh, smash down a few more of these barricades. There you can you know uh, uh, hear some Morovian um, uh, transmissions about you know calling for the soldiers to get back, get away. And you notice that some of the troops who had started to advance out of the the barricade areas to try and do some cleanup are now being chased back away by uh, you know by the fire from these tanks. Uh, I think that I think the first shell hits dead, like hits, and I am sent tumbling off in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a burst of smoke, mm-hmm. and then I push through the smoke. My wings have sort of res- uh, returned into 
not necessarily bomber wings, just long, sleek, the kind of uh, jet wings that I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. And the entire thing, the entire battle suit has sort of taken on a slightly sleeker tone as I've been knocked out. I've been knocked out of, like, the conscious mindset of, like, I am going to be the machine to end the war, and I'm a little bit more in my comfort zone. Right. So the, the, the machine's a little bit thinner <laughs> and a little bit sleeker. The wings are a little bit smoother in design, and I'm just a little more mobile mm -hmm. as I uh, I look at my hand, and it's, like, out, it's, it's out, ex like, fingers extended, and it just sort of, uh, like, a buzz saw kind of forms <laughs> around it. Mm-hmm. And I look at the other hand, and the same thing is happening. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I sort of, like, take off towards uh, the medium tanks, like, mm -hmm. hands kind of extended, prepared to basically, like, slice slice them open, exposing mm -hmm. the, the troops within to give them the opportunity to flee. Okay. Now, these have a difficulty of 12. Uh, because they've got their um, heavy armor. I mean, so far you haven't invented anything to deal with heavy armor other than just, you, you just said it just punch straight through it. Mm. And they do also have these, these advanced high explosive rounds, which, you know, is, is adding an extra uh, five to their, their seven basic difficulties. So I don't know if you want to try, if you just want to, like, hit the 12, or if you want to try and debuff anything off that. I think we'll try to debuff one of those. I think okay. that, um, let's see. I think that the... Uh, Oh, I know what it is. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think the the high explosive rounds. I am kind of like I see one of them coming, and I remember what has just happened, and instinctively the shoulder cannon like starts to take aim and like mm -hmm. shoot ba shoot laser beam fire <laughs> to like dismantle the explosives in the air. Nice. So they're safely exploding away from me and away from anyone else, and it's just like bam, bam. Bam! And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. This works. This works. And I've still got my arms crossed across my chest, prepared mm -hmm. to, like, double hand chop my way through the top. Like, cut these things open like a can opener, basically. Okay. okay. So I'm going to debuff one of them and leave the other one standing. Okay. So, two. All right. Um, yeah, go ahead and, and uh, make your make your roll for that. All right. Uh, That's five dice plus five. Yep. That is a five, five. So that is a ten total. Ten, okay. And by debuffing those two, you bring us down to, once again, a nice, clean, even matching ten. <laughs> right? It was twelve? Uh, it was yeah. twelve. Yeah, it was twelve. We took off one of the We took off one of the two yes. points. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. So a nice, even matching ten. So that's like seven out of that, which puts us at sixteen. All right. Yeah, just... As advertised, you know, as you mm -hmm. intend, you, you're each each action here has been like clean and precise and perfect, you know, like this this almost elegant mm -hmm. approach to the destruction. As every shell they launch, you you know, you just knock down, uh, or, you know, or cause to explode in the sky with this like surge of heat, and then yeah, the, the the saw blades just slice neatly through the sides of the tanks, disabling them one after the other, after the other, after the other. And for the first time, it feels like we are, like, the machine and I are in perfect unison, which there's a certain, there's a certain cruel irony in that, that it is hopefully <laughs> the last time that they will get, that, that we work together. Mm -hmm. uh, we've, we finally are, feel it finally feels like we are just, like, one in the same. Like, mm -hmm. I'm no longer telling the machine to do things. It's just instinctive, and I am not, like... My body isn't quite reacting as though something is being done. It's just, it feels mm -hmm. 
it, like, it's like you said, it feels like there's harmony, and it feels almost like a dance, right? Mm-hmm. It just feels like, okay, this is the next thing that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Once again, another cheer comes across uh, communications and, and soldiers, uh, uh, you know, up in the dugouts and, um, you know, and, and from the, the back line, uh, you know, uh, um, just explode with, with this, this excitement at, at seeing, you know, how you, you dispatch the armor column. Excellently done, says uh, General Fontaine over the communications. I think we've just about completed our operations here. I'm going to... What's that? Um, priority communications from from military council. Yes. Uh, I'm handing over control of this operation to General Delaney by order of the High Military Council. General Delaney... Thank you. You hear General Delaney's uh, mm-hmm. uh, voice immediately pick up from there. Soldiers of Morovia, you have served us excellently, and this is our final opportunity to remove the Hansen threat to our borders once and for all. I order a complete advance on the retreating Hansen forces. We must stake our claim on Hansen land. We must assure that they do not come to our borders again. Commanders, you have your orders. There's a click and sort of a switching sound in your head. It sort of tells you that, that a different channel has been dialed in for you. Rocket Man. I need you to lead the uh, advance of this assault. Our soldiers will follow you anywhere. And so I need you to pursue Commander Leonardi. He's attempting to escape in one of the light vehicles. He'll have a personal guard with him, of course, and he's going to try and move through the retreating infantry. Take out whatever you have to in order to get to him. Is that understood? Call him off. I'm sorry? Call them off. I can get him myself. This does not need to be an invasion. If, we, if if our target is one person, I showed you last time. I showed you last time. I can get one person. You put them on a tank. You put them directly. You put them anywhere in that anywhere on that front. I can get them. This does not need to be an invasion. This is an operation. Call them off. This is an unfortunate act of insubordination. Court-martial me after this. It's fine. Call them off. All right. We'll humor you. But if there's any failure here, you should know where it will lead. I want to end this war just as much as anyone else. But you know we don't end wars by letting people walk away so that they can come back again. We have to break their spirits. We have to break their intent to fight us. So do that. We take the leadership, cut off the head, and the rest falls. I hope you're right. I do too. So as you turn around to focus your attention, you Im- immediately can pick out uh, uh, Leonardi um, and his, you know, uh, um, his group of uh, uh, of guardsmen. They- they're looking really the worst for wear, like battered, beaten up, and so on. I mean, they're scrambled to get into one of the remaining... Uh, light tanks and they're you know they're they're, uh, taking off down the road 
as they're driving, um, other you know hunts and infantry and uh, uh, survivors and escapees from the crash tanks are, are running and now scrambling to get, to get out of their way as they just sort of barrel uh, through their own uh, retreating people, trying to to get away uh, first from all this. Um, yeah, so it's um, another one of those tanks, but it is Commander Leonardi, and he has his personal guard along sure. with him, so it's got. Some buffs from that. So, um, let's see. The difficulty on this one is 13. Okay. Um, I think what it, what happens is I take off flying, mm-hmm. and I try to get above. And my plan is I look at my arm, and uh, what is formed on my wrist mm-hmm. is a rocket-guided uh, grabber claw, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, mm-hmm. a, it is a claw... And there are there. It's got a module on mm-hmm. the front with two little rockets, so that I can kind of propel it. Mm-hmm. And they have sort of rotors on the side, so that I can propel it and sort of hurdle it to the left or right if they take a hard turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, guided guided grapple claw, essentially. <laughs> I know I'm going to have to punch through the ta- or cut through the tank. Right. So uh, what happens is on my other hand, the buzz saw is still there, mm-hmm. but two of these rockets sort of like form on the form on the side mm-hmm. on the sides of my wrist so I'm like okay so the plan is I'm going to punch I'm going to shoot this mm-hmm. through the roof mm-hmm. then I'm going to fire then I'm going to fire the grappler mm-hmm. grab him from there okay I hope that's enough that's two buffs which will drop us down to a 12 I believe what did I say it was I said it was 13 actually so two buffs uh, drop us down by from that so that'll put it in an eight because it's already got the buffs of him you know being the commander and and uh, uh, uh and his personal guard who are hanging on the sides of the tank to try and like you know uh, uh take shots at whoever's coming after them with you know their their various weapons okay yeah i'll go with it yeah that's perfect okay i'll take it so an eight then and you are well. This is, it sounds like since you're firing a thing, this is yeah. a focused observant. That works for me. Yeah, okay. that works for me. Five dice plus five against an eight. Uh, that is three, four. Uh, that is nine. 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 So I'm going to spend that last point of joy, <laughs> knock this down. down to an eight. And what happens is, yeah, I uh, I kind of I I, I drop down mm-hmm. along the side, and I see this. I I, I see the forces behind me start mm-hmm. to stop as mm-hmm. the orders come in, and I'm like. Yep. Cut off the head, and this, without, this doesn't have to be an invasion. We don't have to be the enemy. And I, I throw the buzzsaw, and mm-hmm. it slices clean off the roof. The roof goes flying, mm-hmm. and I take, I, I kind of, like, take aim, and the weirdest possible thing happens, which is my arm shakes <laughs> as I take aim. Mm-hmm. And I fire, and it, it hovers for a second as the jet engines start to, like, kick in, mm-hmm. and it flies, and it just cleanly plucks him by, like, the collar, <laughs> and just, like, grabs him by the bat, the scruff of his neck, mm-hmm. pulls him over, and I just hold him, in, like, in front, I'm just holding him in mm-hmm. front of me, mm-hmm. and I'm just holding him for a moment, and I just utter, call him off. There is a look of abject panic. On Leonardi's face. I've, um, I've completely he, stopped flying yep, at this point. I'm yep. holding him just midair. Call them off. Covered in dirt and, uh, uh, um, you know, and there's like blood smeared on the side of his face. Probably not his. 
probably someone else's. Um, uh, uh, he, he's just trying to, to make words and, and not able to do it at all. Excellently done, says General Delaney's voice through the communications. All advancing soldiers hold position. Bring him in. Windberg, bring him in. And I look him cold in the eyes as mm. I pull him close, and I mm. whisper, You or all of them? And I gesture behind me at the soldiers holding mm -hmm. their forces. Mm -hmm. It was one or many. When you, when you think about the invasion, think about, think about the battles that didn't happen. And know that it was me. And I take off and mm -hmm. I fly back towards Delaney and towards Boza and towards mm -hmm. everyone else. Mm -hmm. Still holding him in hand. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. A, uh, a gas mask, like a pressure mask, kind of bursts from my chest. And mm -hmm. I'm a little bit unnerved about that as it yeah. kind of like plucks onto his face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we take off flying. Okay. And I never once waver from holding him like by, <laughs> the, by the, like, the <laughs> lapel of his jacket Yep. as yep. we fly. Excellent. Okay. Well, we've completed Operation Portcullis. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> So um, here's where normally we just sort of like, you know, the, the, uh, round up the actions. Uh, let's see. We had uh, one mission that had two actions in, so go ahead and roll two dice for that. See what the high die is. Five. Five. Okay, that's five away from the resources of the enemy military. Uh, and then we had another mission that was three items. Go ahead and uh, roll three dice for that. Uh, four. Four, okay, so it's another four. And then this last mission, we only completed one action in it, so, uh, I don't think we, I, we don't, we generally don't roll for missions where there's more than one action, because, I mean, basically, you, you, you got the crux of it, you didn't really carry out the full sure. mission Delaney asked for, but still, that's, you know, nine points of enemy, uh, removed from the enemy's resources. Which, by my imaginary calculations, means that the, this is indeed the last battle. The Hansen and Asturian military have run out of run out of resources. There's no you know materiel. There's no uh, leadership. There's not enough left of their um, military energy to continue. They're going to be forced into an armistice. They're going to be uh, uh, forced to retreat to sue for peace. All of this is uh, is on the near horizon for Klaus and Morovia. <sighs> We did it. We actually somehow did it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I I don't even have words. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what to feel at this moment. I we you know mm -hmm. it has all been for this. Like mm -hmm. everything that I put my body and my mind and my soul through has been for this and part of me thought it was never going to get here. Mm-hmm. But it's here now, and that's too enormous to process. <laughs> back at uh, the um, back of the scrapyard, <clears throat> um, your you know armor dismantles itself and falls apart. Hopefully, for the last time, it just sort of like melts away into into little little bits and pieces. I mean, you know, you can you can just sort of feel the the little grains of, of sand uh, uh, dripping through uh, the spaces between your, your fingertips as, uh, you know, as the, the armored gloves uh, uh, collapse and, and fall apart. Um, uh, Boza and the technicians, uh, you know, get you all bundled up and, and uh, back into your street clothes. 
And then uh, they uh, uh, put you on board uh, one of the helicopters that starts to fly you back home. Okay, so um, the trip back home goes speedier than the last one, uh, of course, but... um, I don't even think I notice it, honestly. I think it kind (laughs) of like, I think I kind of blink and we're back in idle and I'm like, oh, oh, cool, great. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, Burza, uh driving the you know the car takes you uh, right up to uh, Hannah's door, uh, where you see there's another car already parked outside with uh, some uh, uh, some men in, in you know in their uh, dress military uniforms uh, standing by. Um, you know there's a, a you know there's a you know a, a, an air of um, of uh, military formality about them, and you know when they see you they both straighten up. Um, they don't seem to know if they're supposed to salute or not, which immediately says that they must know who you are or what's going on or, or something to that effect. I um, I kind of stiffen up for a moment mm-hmm. as though I'm going to, like, expect us to loot. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, like, I my posture immediately softens and I give them this very almost, almost flippant two-finger salute. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, fellas, how are we doing today? <clears throat> oh, uh... Very good, sir. We, we've heard a lot of good news about the, the discussions of, of Armistice. They're already, um, well, the, <clears throat> the, the uh, um, uh, uh, high command of Asturia is already in contact with uh, Morovia, and they're hoping that uh, feelers that have put out toward Hansa will lead them to, to do the same. That's, that's good to hear. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all been about. Mm-hmm. So... The other, uh, uh, the other one of these military guys gives a, a sly smile and says, uh, "By the way, you have a house guest waiting for you. Just thought you should know." Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay then. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for everything. I, you're, we couldn't have done it all without you. You're... And I take time and I shake each mm-hmm. of their hands and I. Ask for each of their names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they both seem kind of confused at this point. I mean, I mean, you know, the the, the you know the you're welcome. I mean, I don't think we did all that much, but um, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I I I, I wave them like I I, mm-hmm. I smile as I kind of walk past them. I mm-hmm. I breathe deep mm-hmm. and I walk inside and I look around and well. Hana isn't there. Um, the um, you know the the uh, the kitchen is you know bright and lit up. You know the back windows are open, so there's a kind of a cool breeze coming in and you know and uh, clearing out the air. And you see uh, seated at the kitchen table is um, Maria. Um, you know she's dressed in you know in um, in her bedclothes still, so maybe she had a rough morning this morning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and needed her, her medicine uh, or whatever, so she just never got around to that. But seated uh, across from her at the table is um, a tall, somewhat imposing woman, also wearing a military dress uniform. It is General Delaney. And the two of them are, are talking, you know, just sort of in a, a, a pleasant little chat and so on. And when you come in, Delaney turns to you and, uh, and gives you a, you know, a, a quick... You know, militaristic smile. Um, sorry, Hannah stepped out to get us some croissant. She realized that she'd run out. Eh, that sounds like... That sounds like Hannah. Mm-hmm. General, how are we today? <sighs> Mr. Winberg, we are very well today. Um, I wanted to 
personally congratulate you on your achievements. Um, the Rocket Man has become a famous fixture of the Morovian military. This war is going to end very soon, and so much of that uh, is because of the things that you've done. And that's why you're going to have to make some very hard decisions very soon, Mr. Winberg. I understand. The machine in you is a weapon. Of a, course. A Morovian weapon. Meaning, it's not the sort of thing that can be allowed to continue past this war unless it stays with you. I understand. If you decide to continue your service to the Morovian military, then you will retain access to the machine. She's just saying all this. Like, Maria doesn't really seem to, to pay too much attention to what's going on with mm -hmm, this. I mean, mm -hmm. she, she's coloring on some pages on the, on the table. If you choose other, we will need to remove the machine from you. I've been told it's possible. I've also been told it's excruciating and may cause lasting damage. You're going to have to make that decision, not today, not immediately. There'll be some time. Things will need to wind down. We'll need to make sure there isn't a need for follow-up military action. But these are decisions you're going to have to make in the near future. I understand. Um, I will let you know. There, there, uh, there is, there is one discussion that I need to have about it, and I have, I have a request related to that discussion, and mm. it is a request that you could shoot down, that the military could shoot down, that anybody could shoot down, but I have exactly one request before I make this decision. All right. I want... And it doesn't have it. In fact, it shouldn't be fully powered. I would like one last applicator. Hmm. You have a uh, little personal mission of your own. I to have carry a out. personal mission that I'd like to carry out. I can probably make arrangement for that. You've done a great service to this country, honestly, uh, and that's really why I wanted to be here in person to explain to you the gravity of. The situation. I think I can allow for the requisition of uh, one of the injectors. As you say, I won't be full power. Probably will only be something to last for a very short period before that's the all machine I need. goes dormant again. All right. I'll see what arrangements I can make. It's not something I can do immediately, but I'll have that to you soon. Well, um, I'll take my leave then tell Hannah I'm sorry I couldn't wait for her to come back with the uh, croissant I'm sure she, they are lovely she will be heartbroken but I trust she will understand very good she'll understand in time thanks again um, rocket man never call me that again mm. 
So as she leaves, you can see uh, Maria is scribbling away on various pieces of paper on the table. Uh, one of them that's sitting at the top actually catches your eye. It's um, one of the, the rapid uh, printout um, news reports. Uh, I mean, a lot of the, the newspapers have taken to delivering, you know, by using transistor broadcasts. They've been putting out these little one sheets of like, you know, the most immediate news stuff that's just happened up to the minute kind of things. And this one uh, in big, you know, letters is typed out, uh, victory across the top. The text isn't that great. It's, you know, printed out with these little tiny dots mm -hmm. instead of like right. the full pressed, you know, letters like you have on like a real newspaper. So, you know, the the, the um, writing there is a little rough. But one of the things they always try to do is include a picture that sort of, you know, explains things uh, to people about what's going on. Um, so, you know, in the dots you can see that like, oh, Hansen military turn back, the, you know, dramatic actions of um, you know, of our forces, in, you know, being led by the, the rocket man and, you know, and uh, our victorious actions. Below that, the little uh, dot matrix image, it isn't a view, unfortunately. It seems to be of a group of soldiers sort of celebrating the victory of the battle. And it's actually a collection of, uh, of uh, um, you know, of uh, Morovian military. Uh, some are kneeling in the front, some are standing behind them, but they're all sort of gathered around one of these huge anti-tank rifles. Mm -hmm. uh, you've seen these things in the battlefield. Sure. They're, they're, like, you know, they're, they're practically like seven feet long. You know, they fire these huge tank piercer shells, all that kind of thing. But they will each put one hand on it uh, so, that, you know, so that they're holding it up between them. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, women standing just off to the side it's hard to make out, but her posture and the attitude and the little smirk on her face looks so much like Marta that you can't quite shake that feeling. And you're not sure, because you haven't seen that smirk from her in a long time. And so you, you can't help but wonder, why, why now? Why is she smirking now? So I, I suppose, or I hope, I get to ask her that myself, but uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe she knows that it's over. Maybe, she, maybe she knows who the Rocket Man is. Who knows? I'm sure we'll have we'll have time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we've entered into the epilogue phase. Yes. So we need to work out a few things. Uh, what happens to Morovia? You know, what mm -hmm. what what is the general mood of the country, and what does that mean? Uh, what happened to what happens to all the people who matter mm -hmm. to you? How do they respond to what the war has been? What's the, what's the, the epilogue of their story? And then we'll finally need to decide what does Klaus want? Does he want the machine, or does he want his humanity back? Mm -hmm. So tell me what you're going to do with that with that injector. I, um, I want to see if we can play that out first. I actually might want. I might ask that we do that last. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's going to tie in direct. That's going to tie. That's going to bridge together. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens to uh, one of the people that matters, mm -hmm. and also whether the the decision that Klaus makes is dependent <laughs> on what he does with that gotcha. injector. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's first decide like what what becomes of Morovia as a total. So. The anger level of Morovia has been sitting at a four. Uh, the despair level has been sitting at a one. So I want you to roll four dice. All right. And let's see what our high number is from all that. One, one, five, and three. All five. Right. Five. So the anger gets itself a five. Now, I want you to roll one die all right. for the despair. Two. Two. All right. So two. Despair remains low. But anger remains high. 
the difference there is pretty profound. There's a, you know, a, mm -hmm. a three difference between the two of them. So what that means is that Morovia stays angry. Mm -hmm. People aren't willing to, to let bygones be bygones for a while. The military actions end, but the leadership of Hansa and Asturia are basically put under control of Morovia. The two of them become client states. It's not quite sure how long that's going to last. Is that a permanent fixture? Is it not? Morovia does not make a military conquest of their surrounding countries. You know, at least it's not that bad. And, you know, if it was like a, a one to six, if it was like a mm -hmm. difference of five, then they wouldn't have stopped there. Right. Morovia would have said like, okay, well, now the rest of the world is ours too. Yeah. You know, we've got the rocket man. Um, but with this balance of power being where it is, uh, things stay aggressive. Things stay, uh, um, you know, Morovia first in the, the minds of people where they think that, well, look, these countries acted against us. It's only right that they become client states to Morovia for the foreseeable future. And so that is, that is how the nation, uh, uh, you know, continues, or, or rather, that's how the nation begins its peacetime. Okay. Now we need to figure out where the rest of your, where, where your connections sure. fall into all of that. So the greater mood of Morovia is, you know, still tense. Still be, yeah, still tense. It, you know, they're, it's angry, basically. You know, we've got that, that anger number there of five. That's, that's what our, our, end, our ending anger level is. Um, which is basically a challenge to these people that you've bonded okay. with. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through them, and we're going to, you know, roll dice against the difficulty five to see how they... Uh, deal with this. Do are do they knuckle under? They became part of this mood? Do they retain themselves? You know, how how, how deeply are they affected by what Morovia has become at the end of this war? Okay. So who who would you like to check on first? You've got Dumont there. Let's check on Dumont first. Okay. I'll see what happens to Paul after the war. Mm -hmm. I've got one dice I assume I'm rolling with the relationship. Yes, yes. yes. You roll so with the bond, so it's one die. So I've got one die mm -hmm. on Dumont. Mm -hmm. We're going to roll five. Okay. Well, you've matched that difficulty there. Which, uh, well, what did you want from Dumont, actually? In this to case? I'm kind of curious. Quite, uh, to respectively fuck off. <laughs> um, I think that if he matches, I think what it is is he... It's still an angry world. It's still an angry Morovia. So mm -hmm. he probably doesn't let up. He probably mm -hmm. keeps up the, the the citizens council hangs around. Yeah. The you know the meetings hang up, but he is quietly and um, he is quietly and without circumstance functionally stripped of power. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, law yeah. enforcement returns to what it was. Right. Everybody comes back, mm -hmm. and as much as he trumpets and as much as he screams, yeah. he stay like, he is just a loud voice mm -hmm. screaming at town hall meetings. Okay. Yes. So Dumont stays Dumont, but that yes. doesn't mean nearly as much as it once did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there are no, no lynchings come to... Yeah. No hanging, no public executions come to Morovia. Right, right. Should we or find out what, what becomes of uh, Jean and Maria? Yes, I would love that. All right. We got two, a four, and a three. Okay. So four. 
4, which does not beat the 5. So, this one's a little rougher. Yep. Um, Gene is effectively uh, uh, forced to stay on the run. Mm-hmm. The, you know, people are, are angry. They're angry at black marketeers. They're yep. angry at people who profited off the war. And no matter how many people, you know, we try to convince otherwise, people still see this guy had fresh coffee and mm-hmm. we didn't. This guy had access to uh, to all of this uh, uh, medical supplies. And how did he get it? Well, an awful lot of wine went missing while he was working at this this place. You know, stuff that rations that could have belonged to other people. So Jean is forced to stay underground uh, for a time, meaning Maria uh, stays with Hannah mm-hmm. uh, and you. She is basically kept away from, from her father, uh, knowing that if he comes to see her, He'll be if he's caught. Mm-hmm. He'll be killed, mm-hmm. and so Jean has to has to stay that way. Occasionally, you'll get a postcard, a letter, a message, something like that from him. Always hoping that things will quiet down, calm down. Maybe forgiveness will come back to Morovia, and he'll be allowed to return. But it seems that that's still a, a long ways off. Um, Maria um, tries to deal with it as best she can, but she's just a kid. And yeah, it's plenty. a rough, it's a it's a rough scene. Yep. Yeah, plenty of times when she's sort of overwhelmed by it. Uh, and that, you know, those lead to bad days with her coughing fits. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there are good days, too. It's really just, uh, you know, because you and, and Hana are there for her that she can keep going through uh, through this uh, this trial that doesn't really end for her. Sure. All right. Now we need to find out what uh, becomes of and Hana and Marta. Hana? Yeah. How do they do with this? I'm going to roll these one at a time because these are very important to they me. Are, they are important. They are important. Oh, okay. We got five. a five. We got a five. We matched. <laughs> we got the match. Two fives. Two fives. There's a six. Yep. And um, one. So we got two okay. fives. We got a six, which means they did win. They won. And yep. that's... <laughs> really... There's a palpable... There's yes. a palpable... Yes. Yes. Hana and Marta basically beget, get to sort of be still be themselves uh, uh, through this. They're not really changed in this, you know? I mean, Marta does come home after the end of her service. Um, relatively, you know, uh, 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 normal. Like, there are other people who come back and there's a lot, of, a lot of trouble with, like, you know, you hear about her friends in, you know, in the unit that she keeps talking to over this, you know, the, these improved uh, uh, transistor uh, communications just trying to stay in touch with people who you know are having a, a rough time of trying to get back to just being, you know, uh, uh, ordinary citizens. Um, Marta seems to have come through it well, you know. I mean, she's a veteran now. She respects and understands that. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not... Um, it doesn't weigh on her nearly so heavily as it seems to to affect uh, uh, these other people. You know, that, that, uh, that, that sort of wicked smile is back... You know, uh, every chance she gets to call you old man, it's punctuated by, <laughs> by that same that same little grin that you, you didn't really see when she was, you know, back uh, uh, on leave. Um, one day, uh, a little bit after, she does come to you and ask, So I have the option to sign back up to go career. And I've been wondering what you, what you thought of that. I think... I know, I know when I had the option, I took it. And I took it partially because it was peacetime. It was easy. Hmm. 
it was a steady job with benefits that would go on long after I retired. It was a good, it was good, it was good. Unfortunately, I don't know that you're entering into the same world. I don't know that Morovia is the same Morovia that I enlisted into. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be stationed in in Hansa, I think, uh, with the occupation forces. But I mean, I don't know that... My CEO is willing to vouch for me. They say that I've, 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 you know, made a good showing of it during the war. And I mean, it would, of course, get me out of the way so you and, and mom can spend more time together, I guess. But if you think that it would be, you know, un, unsafe or, or just a bad scene, then... I'm, Do you remember the talk we had? That when I couldn't pull the trigger? Yeah. Yeah. I have thought about that every single night, every single day. And it's corny to say because I'm dating your mom and I don't want to make it, I don't want to sound like, I don't want to make it a thing, but I see a lot of myself in you, kid. And I know, I know that. Part of you is, there's a voice in your head saying, you know, it's the thing to do for Morovia and for glory and for all these ideals. But I I think maybe there's another voice a level lower that is the voice of what you really want to do. <laughs> and I can't tell you one way or another whether you should enlist or whether you should drop out. But I know there's a little voice in the back of my head. And the times that I listened to that voice, there was one time I listened to that voice, and it changed everything for me. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, <laughs> but I listened to it once, and it was a decision that I would never, ever, ever change. And so I want you to do that for me. Just listen to the voice in the back of your mind, and... It'll guide you true. Whether that means Hansa or whether that means Idol, that voice will guide you where you need... Where you, Maybe it's not where you want to be, but it's where you need to be. Thanks. I think you got this, kid. Thanks. So, Hana. Yes. So, um, Hana I, I gets a communication. Mm-hmm. It's an, a, a telegram on official military letterhead. It's mm-hmm. a little unusual. It's signed by Delaney, signed off by Delaney that's like, yeah. you know, meet, meet us here at this time where you're finest. <laughs> like, and it's like, oh, I'm going to a military luncheon. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I've got business to take care of. You know, I'll mm-hmm. meet you there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a convoy pulls up. <laughs> and, like, or not a convoy, but like one of the, the car, one of, a car pulls up. Yeah. And it takes her past town hall past where past like the the bingo hall where events are held Mm -hmm. and it takes her to the junkyard Mm. and she's very confused (laughs) yes and like they they open the door and she's like this is a a a scrap yard is this the wrong spot and no man this is the place she looks she looks around and there's a, a clearing and she gets 
the briefest glimpse mm-hmm. of she gets the briefest glimpse of a figure mm-hmm. in the like in the clearing before she sees a fl- a tiny flash of red as a mm-hmm. button is pressed mm-hmm. and then a cloud of smoke and mm-hmm. metal mm-hmm. surrounds and when it clears um, for the first time I'm not the Rocket Man mm-hmm. for the first time it clears and it is Klaus. In maybe like a chromified version, but it is him <laughs> in his military finest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he he walks over and he extends a hand to Hannah. And like one of the uh, one of the military relu- like a mm-hmm. little bit reluctantly turns up the volume on the radio yeah. and some dance music starts playing. <laughs> and he takes her and he kind of holds her close. Mm-hmm. And they begin to float, mm-hmm. just just barely off the ground. And he kind of leans in and he says, Hannah, I, I have two things I need to say to you right now. I, I, I suppose you do. <laughs> One, I have been keeping a secret from you the entire time I've been an idol. And for that, I will never fully forgive myself. I understand the scope of what was kept from you is unforgivable in its own way, and if your response to point number two is anger and a rebuff, I understand. And we're, like, actively dancing on Mm -hmm. air now, Mm -hmm. twirling around. Hannah, point number two is I have loved you from the moment that I first laid eyes on you. I I understand for everything that we've been through, you have been the thing that has kept <laughs> you've kept my feet on the floor. And he looks down and mm-hmm. laughs as, mm-hmm. as they're not very much not mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've kept my feet on the ground and there is nothing I want more than to be here with you forever. <laughs> and they land Mm-hmm. And he drops down on one knee and unearths at just as I think the chrome starts to like fade, like mm-hmm. fade, and like it begins to mist off. Yeah. And he pops the ring. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I love you. Will you marry me? You found the most <laughs> amazing, over-the-top way to ask that question. I almost feel foolish saying yes, because who says no to that, but, but yes. Even without the <laughs> song and dance and, and all of your, your, your strange special effects, yes, of course. I'm so glad. I, I suppose I have a third thing to ask you. Mm-hmm. What's that? And I explain... I there's time to talk in the car. We yeah. this doesn't. Oh yeah. And on the car yeah. back, I explain. I get you dressed back up and 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 send the two of you on your way. Mm-hmm. I explain Project Wingspan mm-hmm. and I explain the Rocket Man and mm-hmm. I explain everything that Delaney said. And we pull up mm-hmm. and we walk in and we sit and there are croissants and mm-hmm. Maria's there mm-hmm. and I sit and I ask her. So what do I do? <laughs> well. You know, I overheard you talking to Marta a little while ago about a little voice inside that, uh, should guide you, I suppose. I mean, it sounds like you'd have to give some things up 
I mean, you say it's because of this machine that you don't have your limp anymore, that you're able to, that your mind stays so sharp and so on. I mean, <laughs> far be it from me to turn you into a mere mortal, but, I mean, do you get older? Do you... I... Do you... Do the rest of us just fade away if you, if you go on being the... the machine? And there's my answer. Thank you, Marta. You've... You've always... You, you know. You know. <laughs> of course. And he walks off, and he sits in the car, mm -hmm. and he says, Take me to Delaney. Okay. I know my decision. All right. They have to drive you down to the Capitol uh, for that. So, of course, they put you on a helicopter partway mm -hmm. through. Um, where, um, of course, everything is, you know, is festooned with huge Morovian flags and all that sort of thing. There's still quiet victory celebrations going on around town. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, talk and chatter. You know, there are all sorts of visiting dignitaries from other countries that are really hoping to get on the good side of the victorious nation and, you know, also see if they can work, uh, work their way into getting a slice out of Asturia or Hansa while they're here. Um, the military command center... Um, you know, laboratories are where you're sent, where you see a lot of uh, old, semi-familiar faces from back in the days when they were, you know, continuously jabbing you with needles and mm -hmm. making you drink strange things, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and pointedly not telling you what was going on mm -hmm. as you, uh, you know, as you tossed and turned uh, uh, in the middle of the night. <clears throat> so, the uh, process as far as deactivating and removing the machine from you is... Um, Experimental, about as experimental as the rest of it, I'm afraid. I was gonna say, it was experimental to put it in. Fortunately for you, I suppose, um, it seems that it is not as deep set or, or spread. He, he indicates a chart on the wall that seems to be a, a scan of your body of some sort. There are these strange little particles spread throughout. Mm -hmm. So, considering that, it might be um, easier to remove it. Of course, the first step is sort of determining whether or not it can be removed. Um, so, we'll need to begin with a battery of tests regarding that. Uh, he leads you over to mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, they put you into a hospital gown, he leads you over to this huge machine that they sit you down in the middle of it, and then all these weird sort of pulsing uh, uh, lights go on off. Everyone else leaves the room, and they, you know, and they shut the doors, and you see they have these like, like metal shields, and they're looking through visors at you as, as all this, this stuff ticks and whirs over. So your machine rating is four, so I want you to pick up four dice. Okay. Roll them, and let's see what the high number is. There's a six. Six. Four, three, five, six. Four, three, three, four, five, six. All right. Six is the hold that the machine has over you. This is the, you know, the, the strength of its desire to stay where it is. If you want to get it out of your body, we're going to need to contend with that six. Now, first of all, Let's see how human you are. How many bond points do you have? You have I have seven, seven bonds. Go ahead. Let's roll uh, seven dice. Right. Your difficulty number is a six. So. Four. 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 Six. six. Five. 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 Two. Two. Hmm. 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 We've got the six that ties it. So the tie gets you your, uh, uh, your pass mm -hmm. there. So that's good. The machine's going to hang on. It's not going to mm -hmm. want to let go. I mean, you can sort of feel it as, as they mm -hmm. begin these sort of, these sort of temporary tests. Uh, uh, there's sort of like this pulling 
against it. You know, they give you one of these injections and it actually kind of feels like there's someone sort of plucking and picking at your skin for about an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and at the same time, there's kind of a buzzing in your head that goes along with it, mm -hmm. uh, a, a headache, a, a discomfort. And they explain to you that, okay, well, the spread is not that strong, but it is somewhat deeply rooted. There's a chance of a, a loss of some function as we go through uh, the process of removal. Are you sure you want to continue? Yes. I... 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 It's time to be human again. All right, then. Well, we need to sign these forms here. He hands over a series of mm -hmm. forms for you to sign and all that kind of thing, you know. Basically explaining that uh, they are not liable for any damages that may result, etc., etc. Etc., etc., etc. So what we need to do now is we need to find out how intact you emerge from having the machine plucked out of you piece by piece, you know, cell by cell, bit by bit. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to go to your talents. Basically, okay. we're going to roll each of your talents against that difficulty of six. All right. You want to, you know, match that six or do better in order to keep your talents from taking a hit okay. from, uh, from, you know, from this thing, uh, 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 refusing to let go. So where do you want to start? We'll start with we'll start with charming. And charming. Go fit and focus. Good. Five. Four, four. Three. three. Hmm. Okay. So your charming is going to take some damage. Yep. From this. So uh, uh, step your charming down from three to two. Okay. Um, ironically where it started. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Or appropriately where it started, rather. Appropriately where it started, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's gonna take, do some damage to you on the way out. Uh, there's gonna be some scarring, there's gonna be some, uh, uh, uh some mild loss of, uh, facial flexibility, making it a little harder for you to emote to people. Minor, though. I mean, it's not going to completely ruin, uh, 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 ruin your, your, uh, your, you know, dashing good looks mm -hmm. uh, uh, to that degree. But you're going to look a lot more worn mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a little more beaten down. And uh, that makes it a little harder to relate to people sure. as well. You know, there's a bit of that buzzing in your head from the machine uh, uh, getting pulled away that, uh, that has left you feeling a little more ornery mm -hmm. than once before. Let's see what it does to your body in general, Let's to your see. fitness. Two. 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 One. One. Ooh. Not great. Well, the, those twos give you a four. Four, yeah. Four total. So let's uh, reduce your fitness. Um, uh, I'll only make you take it down by by one. I'm not going to punish you with two. We're gonna, I mean, in honesty, these numbers don't mean as much at this point. I really sure. was doing it for sure, my sure. edification. But it's largely just about what's the, the effect. So it does take a toll on you physically to have it removed. Mm -hmm. uh, your limp is back, but also you feel just a general exhaustion coming over you. Uh, they, they warn you right away that, okay, well, your immune system has taken a hit from this, so lots of vitamin C and zinc, and uh, stay away from any sick people for a, a good long while. You'll probably, you know, recuperate relatively quickly. Understandable. All right. Focus. Let's see, more focus. Let's see what it does. Two, four, 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 six. six. Good. Your brain is just as sharp as it was. As sharp the as ever. The machine isn't able to, like, you know, take anything away from you there. In fact, as the, you know, the chattering and buzzing and so on dies down uh, uh, after, you know, the procedures, um, you feel a lot more uh, uh, awake and, and present, you know, than you felt in, in a long time, in fact. Um, it's like I've woken up from a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... There's damage and scarring from where the, the, the microscopic portions of the machine have basically been siphoned out of your body, but it's, uh, it's not, not affected your mind at all. You're, uh, you know, you're an old man again, but, well, you were before all this. Right. It's not like you were going to go back to, uh, <laughs> to yeah, some is... idealized state. 
And there are worse yep. places to end up. Yep, yep. Uh, I think. So it's been a couple of weeks as they've done this procedure, actually. You've been at the Capitol, like, staying there for a couple of weeks. And it's been excruciating. It has been just as, as, as uh, punishing as the process of them, uh, uh, you know, combining this thing. Uh, and you do note, probably to your chagrin on your way out, that it's not like they're dismantling this office. You know, they're not packing things up. It's still still going. So Project Wingspan is, is not uh, over, even though you're out of it. Let him find a new rocket man, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's I think I think the closing shot is mm-hmm. the two closing shots is I see that, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I kind of mutter under my breath as it starts to pull away. I'm like, mm-hmm. let him find another rocket man, mm-hmm. and I pull up. They take me, you know, the, I get on the helicopter. They take me. I get on the car. Mm-hmm. I pull up in front of Mar or in front of Hannah's house, mm-hmm. and I limp. I have a cane, mm-hmm. and I walk through the door, and my face is a little scarred, mm-hmm. and Hannah just runs up and holds me close, and mm-hmm. I say, I'm back. And I think that's a wrap. Woo! That's great. Oh, Russell, wonderful. thank you so, so, so much for <laughs> well, this. Thank, Project Wingspan has thank been... You. Oh. This has been such an absolute treasure. I <laughs> I am so proud of all of these episodes, and I am so happy that we got to play through this campaign together. Oh, thank you. I mean, really, it's it's um, it's done a lot to sort of really give me a, a faith in uh, in a design that I have at times really struggled with. So it's been great to be able to to play these, to see this story play out, to even just to see like you know how little rules mm-hmm. tweaks seem to do uh, uh, so much to, to really put some, yeah. some drama in things. So it's been it's been wonderful. Just an absolute delight. I, I, I cannot. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking now, and I'm gonna let future me take get the emotional stuff. But uh, know that this has been a treasure. And for one, uh, well, not one last time, because you're gonna be on the show for other things. Oh, I hope so. Where can people find your work online? Uh, let's see. Well, robotclaw.info is the blog. Uh, it is sorely overdue for an update, but now that I am digging in to actually getting this thing written, I, I will have to say some things about it up there. Uh, Twitter is at robotclaw. Haven't been on there for a while. I'm hoping I'll ease myself back on uh, soon. Uh, also, I'm still on Google+, Plus. if anyone else is still using that. Uh, Russell Collins there. You can also look for my, um, you know, Robot Claw and uh, my Tears of a Machine um, group there as well. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show and for finishing the story. And I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Russell for coming on to the show. That was... Everything I'd hoped it would be and more. Be sure to check out robotclaw.info for more information as Project Wingspan as it approaches. Or you can just follow me on Twitter or follow the show. I'll keep you posted. And there it is. After 16 months, 7 episodes, 6 sessions, the end of the most ambitious campaign that we've done on Party of One to date. It's remarkable, and I'm a little emotional about it. So thank you again to Russell. Really thank you from just the bottom of my heart. These episodes were really great, and they meant a lot to me, and I'm really glad that we got to do them. I'm really glad that we got to tell this amazing story through this amazing game. So thank you. And thank you to you, the listener, for listening to this, and for reaching out to tell me how much you enjoyed the episodes as they were going. It really meant a lot, and it really gave motivation to not just finish the story, but to tell it to the best of our ability. 
Thank you for taking 11 hours of your time to follow along with the story of this kind, good old man trying to do the best he can in a world that is cruel and uncaring. I'm not going to ramble anymore about this, but know that I'm very emotional and I'm very grateful that we got to tell this story. Uh, there will be a slightly longer Party of One uh, Project Wingspan retrospective on the Patreon in the next couple days. Uh, I talk about the behind-the-scenes story of how uh, Project Wingspan came to be, answer some listener questions, share my emotions about it. It's pretty good. You should give that a listen at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Also, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at partyofonepod, then like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help the show find new listeners, which helps us get bigger and do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you'd like to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by your listener prompts, hosted by me and my best friend Aaron Catano Saez. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to share your favorite moments from the Project Wingspan saga, because that just wrapped. <sighs> that just wrapped. You can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's all I've got. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And until we meet again, farewell, Rocket Man. Never gonna die.